0: boggling to me, Sarah. Okay? What? Every other episode we do, the second the music starts, you're there, you're dancing, you're shaking, you're moving everything around. We have cameras one day. I know. And you just froze. Where was the dance moves? Usually you're like, you know, a more hyped up, you know, it's like you're like Ellen meets Chris Brown. (laughs) What? Yeah. Okay, that... Is that not a good reference? I think that's very
1: sweet of you to say that because I don't think anyone has put me... My singing or dancing abilities in the same category as Ellen or Chris Brown. I'm so just, that's it like, looks like a good
0: mix of it all. So I'm just surprised you weren't dancing today. You know? No,
1: well, I am very excited. And for those of you listening, we're working on this little project with Fox Five. Mm-hmm. So we have all these cameras, probably the most cameras we've ever had in the studio right now at the Improv, filming us. And um, yeah, I don't want to mess up. So then I already messed up because I thought the Sammy K part came sooner. I'm surprised
0: the... that you actually said that because we know people have been listening know that you say other words instead a lot of times.
1: <laughs> play the, you better play the disclaimer, gonna, the disclaimer, I didn't say anything I didn't say anything yet. I didn't anything
0: yet. A statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hay Frazier podcast may not be suitable for all years.
1: Oh. Good. That clears us for all the swears. Uh, anyway, welcome to the podcast. It is a very special day for us. We are filming a project. We'll tell you about, um, you know, hopefully if it ever becomes anything. Otherwise, it's Otherwise, just, just going to be it. that mystery
0: episode. <laughs> that Ta-da!
1: mystery episode. Uh, but anyway, welcome to the Hay Frazier podcast. We're your hosts, Sarah Fraser and Sammy Kay. And so much show to get to. And I I have to ask you about... I want to kind of tease what's coming up, but then... I really don't think I fully understand this strange story that happened to you either last night or this morning where some guy like rolled onto your car.
0: This is the problem with my life, Sarah, is I try, I think you're like the seventh person I'm trying to tell the story to and no one understands it. But if you literally just hear exactly what I say, word for word, that's exactly what happened.
1: Okay. Okay. So we'll get to that, but we have a million topics to discuss today. Okay. So, um, I was talking to you about this before the show, but is it normal to keep your personal life private? from your coworkers because I've got a dilemma that's going on in my household which I find to be so strange
0: I mean isn't it called your personal life not your professional life for a reason
1: but I'm talking this like okay you were saying earlier that there's a lot about you that you don't think I know which is shocking because we've been friends for 10 years Yeah, 10 years and you think there's really stuff that I don't know
0: yeah absolutely
1: that's odd. Isn't thats is that not odd to
0: other people? No, it's not. It's, to me, when, when when you were talking about your boyfriend, Dan, and that's where the dilemma stems from, Dan makes total sense to me in this one.
1: All right. Well, we'll, we'll get into depth. Okay. I'll tell you about the incident that recently happened to me, and then I, I want your opinion on this. Um, that's coming up. Then, adulting school is real. Have you heard about this school that is from my home state of Maine?
0: Shaking w- my head.
1: Where people are paying to go to learn how to become an adult. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll tell you what they'll teach you in that. And then I think this is genius. I want, And I actually could see you doing this, and I really want to try and adopt it myself. But there's a guy, um, and he says that he has the perfect solution. You know how people are always like pushing food on you at the office, or they want you to have a drink, or they want you to stay out later? Mm-hmm. He okay. has the exact formula. He says that all you need to say is no and why. And I'll tell you the, the whys that he uses. And he says, this will get you out of anything. And I think it's genius. Oh,
0: I love uninviting myself from things.
1: But people call him a douche for doing this. So I, I want to get your opinion on it. But,
0: I think I'll be fine with that one. All right.
1: <laughs> so that, all that coming up. Um, but anyway, tell me about this story. So last night you were, were you parked somewhere? No, I, mean, driving? I was
0: driving really slow because it was raining like crazy at some point, right? And so I'm driving really, really slow. And there's these two like pedestrian crosswalks, right? Well, for some reason, this guy decides to cut right in the middle of the two pedestrian crosswalks that are, you know, like 100 feet apart from each other. Okay. And cuts right in front of my car. Now, I saw him and his buddy, so I slammed on my brakes, right? But I guess they weren't paying attention and didn't see me. So the one friend jumps back, and the other guy jumped up in the air as if, like, he was Dwayne the Rock Johnson or something, and he was just going to jump over my car, right? But he jumped up in the air thinking he was just going to land on my hooded or whatever. But I'd already stopped. So gravity hits him and he just hits the concrete right in front of my car and I'm sitting there driving just being like Get the hell out of the road, what are you guys doing? Like,
1: I, when you first and Everyone, everyone tries this. to do like
0: I don't get I was like no. This guy literally tried to jump on my car, missed my car, and landed on the road in front of me. <laughs> And I didn't know whether I was supposed to just call the police or drive off.
1: When you were telling me this story, I pictured it like the movies when, you know, um, someone rolls across the hood of a vehicle and then, like, lands back on their feet. That's what
0: he (laughs) thought he was going to do, Sarah. Like, he thought for some reason he was going to be, I don't even know, like, Magnum P.I. or something, just, like, sliding across the the roof of the car. So he jumps up in the air, like, legs up in the air. You know what I mean? Like, he was just going to land on my car. Only I had already stopped.
1: So were they... Furious so you're you, are no, getting your license plate? You
0: Here's the thing. Nothing has happened. I assumed okay. at that point, like, I even drove by, like, four cops, and I was like, all right, one of them's going to pull me over sooner or later. Nothing happened. Still nothing. I think my friends are telling me, like, dude, they're probably just trying to get, like, insurance money. It was raining out, so they knew they could just run out in front of cars, pretend to get hit. <laughs> And I was like, well, they, they missed. They and picked the, guy the just, wrong target. Yeah. And I was like, also, did he see the car? I don't even have a side view mirror. It's literally a piece of aluminum foil for my side view mirror. My windshield wipers don't work, so I have to stop every, like, few feet. And, like, actually, I keep a bottle of water filled in my car. And every, like, few hundred feet or so, I'll take and I'll dump a little bit of water on it so it'll wash the rain away so I can see again.
1: <laughs> because the, the, the windshield wipers don't work. They don't work.
0: work. Like, I'm missing windows. <laughs> like, I don't know why anyone would think that this is the car. Wow, I'm going to get my payday from this guy. The car is worth maybe $300.
1: And wait, did you ever get the windows fixed? Because at one time, the w- two windows were out, and you had said that you thought that there was somebody sleeping in the vehicle at night, right?
0: I said I thought, Sarah, because there genuinely was. The oh. seat was all the way back, and there was a blanket in there, okay, and a 7-Eleven cup filled with cigarette butts. <laughs> Like, that's, that's not, oh, maybe someone was sleeping there. It was definitely somebody was sleeping in my car for a solid two weeks.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that is hysterical. So, that story made, that just made my day, so Well, anyways, yeah.
0: To the guy, I hope you're listening, and I'm sorry that your shirt got wet last night when you tried to land on my car, but hit the concrete.
1: Um, look, you guys can always email us, and you can call. We now have a phone line, 207-613- 6695. Um, but I got a lot of emails over night with a couple of updates you know as people watch the show first of all have you seen uh, Raul emailed us have you seen the baby that looks like Danny DeVito and there- he wanted me to tell you you're not alone.
0: Good. Okay, let me see this. Yeah.
1: Um, so, hold on. Let's Google.
0: Baby that looks like Danny DeVito. Yep. I feel like that's going to come up immediately. And yes, it did. <laughs> wow. Do I love the internet or what? <laughs> it's the best thing about the internet, guys. So,
1: this little kid, and by the way, this story was picked up by Fox in New York where someone sent it in. And the little kid is missing like all the hair on the top of his head, but he's beginning to grow like a, a hairline. But it's
0: not even that. It's actually genuinely his eye. Look just like Danny DeVito Like if you put the black uh, Like the black frame glasses over He would look just like Danny DeVito The smile, the nose, everything I mean it's almost Remember that Remember that little girl Like what five, six years ago That looked like Chris Farley No You never saw the baby <laughs> That looked like this little girl Oh gosh, God bless her so She looked like Chris Farley Really? You never right, saw I the Chris Farley I'm baby the, yeah.
1: I'm looking up the Danny DeVito baby right now Um Oh, my God. You've never
0: seen the Chris Farley baby? No,
1: I want to see the Chris Farley baby. I've never seen that.
0: Oh, my God. It's so good. Aw, this little kid. Look at that. It's a little girl that looks just like... How have you never... (laughs) Oh, my God. That little girl does look just like... That's amazing. To me, this kid should, like, market it. I guarantee you he can probably get in a couple FXX shows.
1: And this is amazing. That's amazing
0: uh, to me. No, that's amazing to me. That is amazing to me. So
1: anyway, Raul wanted you to know that you're not alone in my. Uh, and by the way, that was in a reference to a past show where I had said that Sammy kind of looks sometimes like a little Danny DeVito, and you were like really offensive. Yeah, because
0: it is. That. It's offensive. This baby at least makes it look cute. I'm like a 30 year old Danny DeVito. That's not cute. You ever seen Taxi? He wasn't cute in Taxi. No, I know. Okay.
1: I know. But he was. I still stand by. Danny DeVito was cute when he was young. When he was like young. There were times. He was like
0: 30 years old when he was on Taxi. And he looked exactly. He has looked 60 years old since he was 24.
1: I disagree. There were times. There were movies. There was
0: never a movie that Danny DeVito was in that you can. What are you going to tell me? In Junior? Or Twins, I mean? With Arnold Schwarzenegger, he looked good?
1: Well, I need a minute to really figure this out. That's what I
0: thought. (laughs) It's going to take you a lot longer than a minute. We only have 53 minutes in the show. So
1: Uh, so anyway, Raul, thank you for that. Also, I got an email. You know, I am obsessed with documentaries. I love watching documentaries. And I don't think we talked about this, but have you seen Thirteenth yet? The documentary out,
0: Sarah. Yeah,
1: it's uh, so good.
0: I love. I, I see. We're gonna bring this up later on, but things that your coworkers don't really know because I don't come and I don't tell you what I do. That's all I do is I watch documentaries. So I guarantee most documentaries I've definitely seen them. Well, that's literally all I do.
1: By the way, if you haven't seen Thirteenth, it's on. It's, it's out awesome. on Netflix. It's Amazing. It's
0: infuriating, to say the least. It
1: is really infuriating. It's infuriating.
0: It is infuriating.
1: It is a really infuriating um, documentary. But just to kind of give you an overview, so it's essentially about the prison system and how over the years and many, many politicians, and I was surprised to learn this, but former President Bill Clinton was one of the worst, Mm -hmm. um, essentially to come up with rules that, um, that do target You know, and it's racially profiled, of course, but that essentially put more and more people in prison for extended periods of times for like small, small, very small crimes,
0: three strikes, you're out, stuff like that.
1: Yeah. And of course, you know, unfortunately, the black community has suffered the most from this. And it's it's just unbelievable. And essentially, too, it just shows, I think not only how kind of racial, obviously, this country is, but two, if you don't have money, oh, my God, you're absolutely screwed. So it's so good. You should definitely, definitely watch it. And we didn't get a chance to talk more about it, but I loved that documentary. Mm -hmm. Really call to action. But anyway, Blair emailed me, and she has two other documentaries. Have you heard of the documentary Tickled, which is about – it, men tickling each other, which is supposed to not be erotic, but it's actually erotic, and it's all sponsored by this really wealthy guy who essentially his family was in New York real estate, and he runs this essential tickled like porn ring. But the craziest part is he convinces these guys that they're just there on a modeling shoot, and then they end up tying each other up and tickling tickle, each tickle,
0: other. This sounds fantastic. Hold on a second. Why dying, have I not seen okay, this? Okay,
1: right. I haven't seen it. And by the way, it just came out like a couple of months ago, but. It it's apparently like you know absolutely shocking because the guy who's running these has so much money that he's not being prosecuted for tricking these guys into doing porn with other dudes. It's Crazy,
0: but if they're, oh, I mean, yeah, I guess.
1: And then Blair also says, which I don't know what this says about me, but she says that I need to watch Queen Mimi, which is about a homeless woman that wanders the state of California. Oh my
0: God, she's that's a great documentary. Have you Queen seen Mimi that? is fantastic. <laughs> Queen says, Mimi is so good; it's one of my faves. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's really, really good.
1: And Blair said to me that Queen Mimi reminds Blair of me.
0: Oh, that's gonna be. Oh, I watch it all the time, and I go, "That'll be Sarah." <laughs> like purposely living on the streets and you'll have the most amazingly like, you know, you'll have the most fantabulous uh push cart ever. It'll be all decorated with like, you know, ribbon and yarn and silk. It'll be bedazzled. It
1: really wasn't what I was going for, but anyway.
0: I see it. Either that uh, or thirty cats. One of the two. Okay. Thanks. I'm telling you, Sarah, you got a lot to live for. Your life's going to be fantastic.
1: Well, those two are on my list. So if you're a big documentary person like we are, add them to your list. And then you can always email us, Sarah at HayFrage.com and Sammy K, S-A-M-Y-K, at HayFrage.com. A couple of stories, too, that I wanted to talk about. I I feel like you were on the early bandwagon of making fun of Nickelback. It's Um, like how terrible their music is. Here's why.
0: Because I, as a young child, when I first, like... I wanted to go see a concert, right? And being okay. in Iowa, you don't really get a choice of the concert you see because there's not that many acts that come through Iowa. Oh,
1: all right. And so
0: I unfortunately had the pleasure of seeing Nickelback like three or four times when I was younger and then seeing Three Doors Down like three or four times. And it wasn't until I finally like started to be able to see other concerts and other, you know, what I deem to be better music, not hate on anyone who likes those bands at all. I am a little bit, though. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm hating a lot, actually. <laughs>
1: I don't know anybody that but, likes Nickelback. But, like,
0: I just was like, these guys sucked. And the fact that I know that I helped support them and make them, you know, the group they are today makes me feel bad. You know, almost like, you know, like when they have the Nobel Peace Prize because he helped, you know, create the, you know, the TNT or Dynamite or something like that. So he feels so guilty about it. I feel so guilty about me helping Nickelback become this band that they are today that, yeah, that I tried to join the Nickelback hate bandwagon long time ago. Well,
1: you're not alone. So a police station in Prince Edward Island in Canada says that now when people get arrested for drunk driving and face criminal charges, once they're arrested and in the back of the cop car, they're going to play Nickelback from wherever they're arrested all the way down to the jail. And and this week the police department ended up tweeting out a picture, which this is odd, of an unopened cassette tape copy of Nickelback's 2001 album Silver Slide Up. Or silver side up, sorry. Um, and so the constable there ended up commenting on it, and he says, poor Nickelback. They take the brunt of the nation's jokes. And I'm sure they're crying all the way to the bank, is what he told the city Are you
0: kidding me?
1: No. And this is real, by the way. You they're, know her Nickelback this. song before, Sarah? Yeah, you remind me.
0: You, rem- How about this one? You know this one? You know this song, Sarah? This is one of their best okay. ones. <laughs> I like your pants <laughs> around your feet. This is the group they're talking about. I like I your pants n- around your feet. I would never commit a crime again. If you put me in the back of a car and you make me listen to Nickelback for a solid 15 minutes back to the police station, and then I got to eat that crappy bologna sandwich they give you like at midnight, I'm never committing a crime again. <laughs> I am never committing a crime again. I
1: just, I think this is amazing. But they, um, yeah, they say that they're going to play Nickelback for any drunk drivers that are arrested.
0: You know what? I think they should actually add Belinda Carlisle to that list, too. <laughs> Because that would make me not commit. I
1: love Belinda Carlisle and Carly Simon and Carole King.
0: Actually, you know, put all those on the list. Okay,
1: nobody would be upset about that. First of all, You're So Vain, everyone drunk would sing along. That's like a great karaoke song.
0: You're So Vain was a great karaoke song Amazing. in
1: 1984. Yeah. Oh
0: my God, Stevie what Nicks. What year is it now? Stevie back. Nicks? What's your favorite contemporary artist? Stevie Nicks or Belinda no, Carlisle? Rihanna. Rihanna. That's a BS. You don't even know a single Rihanna song. <laughs> I did do work.
1: Work, 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 work.
0: Another one. If she's such a big fan, another song.
1: <laughs> uh, under my umbrella, Ella, Ella, it,
0: eh, eh. I just want to. That was for the dogs out there, by the way. The dogs are howling right now, and it's going, loving it.
1: Have you heard of Gab?
0: Gab? Is this another movie that I should have seen, or are we moving to a different topic?
1: Oh yeah, I feel like this will set you off. This could become a Sammy rant. (laughs) Um, Gab is now the unfiltered, unedited, um, un—I guess—monitored, if you will, Mm -hmm. form of Twitter. So Gab is now a lot of people are leaving Twitter because Twitter is actively banning people, you know, if they say anything negative or hateful, more hateful.
0: More hateful. So this is Twitter for racists?
1: Yeah. Tila Tequila, I believe has been kicked off of Twitter now.
0: Makes sense, you know. After
1: the whole alt-right party that she had and apparently, I mean I never followed her before, but essentially she like believes in like Nazi sympathizing all this crazy stuff, mm-hmm. right? So she's been kicked off Twitter. So Gab says that they are not the alt- right. Uh, new social media format, but that's sort of the reputation that they've been given. Gab says that they hope to replace Twitter and that Twitter is essentially dead because Twitter has now begun to kick people off and essentially monitor and control what you can post. The founder of this new website, Gab, says that the only thing that we censor is you can't do any death threats to somebody. So if you are basically saying something about you're going to kill somebody or whatever, Uh that's the only thing that will get you banned. You cannot block users. So If if I'm trolling you or whatever, you can't block me. You can mute some of the things that I write about you, but there is no block button. OK they say in the last eight days alone they've signed up 60,000 new accounts that's according to the founder Andrew Torba um, and he says that it behaves like a Twitter reddit hybrid it has a limit of 300 characters and users can upvote or downvote posts he says that people have um, come into an age where they no longer want censorship and they don't want to be feeling like they're fed or being censored news stories which is what Facebook is essentially doing in order to try and get rid of fake news yeah uh, which this seems
0: like. so- no, so they're idea. saying, okay, we want to promote fake news. We mm-hmm. want to promote racism. We want to promote misogyny. We want to promote any sort of sexism, any sort of prejudice that you have, because you have the—I mean, what you do, you do have the right to be that way. That's but Twitter says, hey, this is our—this is still our company. This is our platform. We don't have—you guys don't have the right to use our stuff. You know what I mean?
1: He says that the, there are only a few rules: no child porn, no doxing. Which I don't know what doxing is.
0: Docking or doxing? Doxing. Doxing. Okay. <laughs>
1: It's t- I think they actually allow docking. Doxing, D O X X I N J. Never heard of that. I don't know what that is either. No threats, no promotion of terrorist groups or agendas. Those are the only things that are filtered.
0: Uh, oh, it's when you publish people's private information.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, and recently, by the way, to give you an idea of what's been trending, so these have been the top topics recently on Gab: hashtag alt-right, hashtag President Trump. Drain the Swamp, Pizzagate, which we talked about that story. That's a fake wait, news story first here off, in DC. I
0: just tried to sign up, and they're telling me that I'm on a wait list of like one million people. Which what? I guarantee you these one million people that are waiting That's are me. all people in the media that are just trying to sign up just to see what's, what it's filled with. I find this all BS right now. Because right now you go to it, and it literally just has a painting of Roseanne, something in Thai, I believe. Wait,
1: gab.com.
0: It's not gab.com, Sarah. It's gab.ai is what the actual website is.
1: And that's what Gab is.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you. It's, that's what the website, this is what it is, Sarah. You can join on. It's a new social media platform. It tells you what it is, but it has three things.
1: I would think the Roseanne picture would make you want to sign up.
0: No. I don't like Roseanne anymore. <laughs> just, she started talking more.
1: <laughs> oh, now that she's a pro yeah, I like person.
0: Roseanne and Roseanne the show. I don't See, like Roseanne and Roseanne When the I world. click
1: on it, this is what I get.
0: Because you click log in, Sarah, you don't have an actual – try to log in. You have to sign up. When you try to sign up, it tells you you're on a wait list. Wow. All
1: right. Anyway, so look, if you want an alternative, they're saying that that's going to be the outlet. Scary. They'll share fake news all the time. By
0: the way, what is gab.com? Just so we make sure you didn't send a bunch of people to a porn site. Good. Nothing is there. Okay. Fine. I wonder
1: why they didn't use Gab.com.
0: Because it probably is owned by somebody.
1: Um, for those of you who are fashion fans, um, Sarah Jessica Parker is opening up her very first
0: horse doll? <laughs> no, no I'm, sorry. What, gonna, I'm sorry. what were you going to? I'm sorry. What were you going to say? I'm sorry.
1: That is so terrible. I'm sorry. What? No. She's opening up her first ever boutique here at MGM National Harbor in the DC area. Oh, that's awesome.
0: Shoes. Okay, so you can go buy some SJP's. <laughs>
1: No horse treats. But they will have a line of 30 to $695 handbags and accessories. Do
0: they nail them on when you buy them? <laughs> that is, is that, so is it, bad. I'm sorry. I could keep on I joking. love
1: her. You know, because she's a fashion icon. Now, to who? To millions of women who watch Sex and the if City. If you watch Sex
0: in the City and that's your fa- Okay, that's fine. I get it, man.
1: You don't think she is? No. A- she has SJ... Key Boutique by Sarah Jessica Parker it will open its doors December 9th. I'm I'm guessing we're not going to get an invite now to No, the, to the dude. Lunch.
0: I'll trot on over there. I'm fine.
1: <laughs> she does not look like a horse. I that did is not so say awful. anything.
0: I never said anything about her look. Stop trying to stop trying to insinuate what I'm stop trying to insinuate here, Sarah. <laughs>
1: what do you think trot means?
0: I'm just saying I'll do you want to say I'll gallop on over there? I'll get there quicker then?
1: Um, she's going to feature her shoe line with shoes starting at $240. $240. That's amazing to me. I need a way bigger fashion budget. And an LBD line of little black dresses that start at 395
0: LB You know you can buy one. I, I literally saw one at TJ Maxx that even fit me for like 20 bucks. And I know if it fits me, it's going to fit you, Sarah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I'm glad that you're like you're doing your testing can, no, on my I body I
0: Sometimes I go and like I see a cute little dress and I'll go try it on. And I was like, you know what? I could buy this for Sarah because I, I know because we have the same body type, like all up and down. You know what I mean? Even down to the hips. Like that's it. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we look oh, the I'm same. Fairly, uh, we look the exact same with our clothes off.
1: Okay, I am a and, lot less hairier.
0: Minus body hair, which again body hair doesn't matter when you're wearing an LBD, Sarah, okay?
1: Yes. Alright,
0: I just put it on, I try to go, all right, this looks good on me. Show it off to the lady, you know, I'm like, hey, does this look good on me? And they go, Yeah, I go great. I'm gonna buy this for my co-host.
1: So I wanna know your take on this, okay? So recently it's the holiday season, right? Yeah. All kinds of holiday parties. And Dan, my significant other, has had to go to several holiday parties. Mm-hmm. So a couple of weeks ago we went to one and I was completely blown away. Like I, is it don 't you find it strange when you work somewhere and your coworkers know nothing about your personal life? I'm sitting down, I'm talking to one of the women that like runs part of a division of his office, right? She had no idea that Dan has two brothers, that he's the youngest of the three boys, that he has no nieces and nephews, that none of his siblings have kids yet. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh my god, I wish I'd known that I would have stopped putting pressure on Dan for you guys to have a kid. And I'm like, Oh, you know, we have like a timeline about our lives. She's like, You do? I had no idea. Honestly, this why, woman.
0: But it's hold on a second. This is so you're curious as to why this professional relationship that he has, that this woman that he has a professional relationship with, does not know much about his personal relationship with you, his intimate details with you.
1: Well, I don't think your siblings, like if you have siblings or like.
0: That's personal, though.
1: Isn't, don't you find that odd that you don't tell your coworkers any of that?
0: No, because like, I never talk about mine. I have two stepsisters and you don't even, you actually tried, if they would have had the cameras rolling earlier, they would have had you guessing it wrong (laughs) three times. Okay, because you didn't know how many I had because I just don't talk about them.
1: Well, you talk about one stepsister, so I definitely knew No, no, knew I that. say
0: my stepsister, and I'll be talking about both, okay? Like, just like when I talk about my family, you never know. Like, I was explaining earlier that when I say I'm going to a wedding in Tunisia for my cousins. Okay. That's all the information you get. I'm going to my cousin's wedding in Tunisia, and that's pretty much all I'll tell you. And you're like, okay, cool, that's legit. But now, if it's you, when you tell me, oh, hey, Sammy, we've got to pre-record this show because I'm going to win my, my friend Tiffany, who lives in Wisconsin, Maine. We're going to this barn. Da-da-da-da-da. She met the... Like, you'll tell me the entire story before when I just tell you, hey, I'm going to Tunisia for my cousin's wedding.
1: I just... It blew my mind. I'm like... Because, you know what? The problem is, is then it makes me nervous because, like you said, like, I'll divulge all kinds of details to people. Like, I'm an open book. Whatever mm-hmm. you want to know about me. I, I think everybody that listens to this podcast probably knows, like, everything about what's going on in my life at any given yeah. time, right? I just find that so odd. I mean, I think everyone I've worked with. I guess now you're saying you have these other parts of your life that we don't know. Like, what's something you think that I know nothing about? Like, is it career-wise? Is it dating? Is it like I mean, I your there's past a bunch history? Of stuff.
0: I think there's a. I think it's. A, I think there's a lot in there. I don't know. I only like. I'll tell you. Like I always say. Like I share stories, but even with my friends. Like even my like, with my closest friends. I don't really know if they have siblings. A lot of times, you know what I mean. Like, I don't. Nor do I really Are care. You nor do I really care because I'm not really friends with their siblings. Like, look at Teddy, easily one of my best friends. Okay, Teddy Beats. Okay? Does the
1: Beatmaster have any? No, he's an only child.
0: See, I actually know that he has. Like, <gasps> I know Teddy's story, but even then, I only know bits and pieces. Like that is so. And we odd hang out. Today. You think what, we hung out every day? I've literally seen him at least once every two days for the past what eight years of my life. And I still can tell you, I know he has a brother named Scott, and I know he has some step-siblings, but I could not tell you anything more. You know what I mean? Like, when he talks about him, I go, oh, cool, I know what you're talking about. But I couldn't say it off the top of my head. I couldn't tell you ages. I couldn't really tell you, like, you know, I could tell you, like, the general vicinity of where they are in the world. So, that is but that's so just weird friends me. Because it's like, we don't really sit there and divulge that information. That's nothing we talk about. Like, if I asked them, he would be like, oh, yeah. Um, well, his parents live in Florida somewhere. Well, tell uh, us his something we don't in know Tunisia.
1: about you right now.
0: I don't, Sarah. What do you mean? Tell me something about me Come that on. you don't know. Dish. What do you mean, dish on what?
1: Um, well, let's see. Um, hey, actually, do you have any nieces and nephews? You don't. You're, do either one of your stepsisters have kids?
0: Yeah. They do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I never knew this. That's Here. amazing. There to you me. go. And
0: here's this crazy. Whenever you hear me talk about my nieces and nephews, it's usually me talking about my cousins' kids. Right. Because in Tunisia. I, in Tunisia, or actually, they're in Dubai. Those okay. are in Dubai, some are in Tunisia, and those are the ones I'm talking about because I've only seen my American, like, my stepsister's kids, like, twice in my life.
1: Anyway, this woman had no idea. She had no idea, like, where Dan grew up. Yeah, who she cares? No, That is so weird It's professional.
0: It doesn't make, like, what does that have to do with him coaching soccer? What does his relationship with his because brother or a story about when he wants to have kids with you have to do with him coaching soccer?
1: Because he works at that job. 60 hours a week I'm like What could you possibly How much soccer After a while Can you talk about Don't you need to Take a break And talk about Your S- personal life? Soccer
0: never sleeps Sarah so weird I don't to know me, to tell maybe. you I That's what he tells me yeah, Soccer never sleeps Oh my god
1: Anyway you can Weigh in by the way You need to be Following us on Social media uh, Sammy's on social media At the Sammy K S-A-M-Y-K On Twitter Instagram Snapchat Everything Across the board uh, You can find me At hey Frage H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E On Instagram On Twitter hey Frage Show On Snapchat and Hey Frash podcast on Facebook. So let us know. I think that's strange, but maybe it's a guy thing. I don't know. Everybody's always known everything about my life.
0: Tell really? Say, yeah. Well, here's what I want to know about Dan, then, because he goes to all these parties. How do I uninvite myself from stuff without being rude?
1: Yeah, you were saying this. So you're getting invited to a lot well, of it's holiday. That, parties. You know,
0: it's like a lot of it's a lot of like Facebook invites and a lot of random stuff where people randomly text me and be like, hey man, we're going to this thing like in two weeks. You should come with us. It's for so-and-so and so-and-so. And I was like, I don't really know so-and-so. Like, I remember the name, kind of, but I can't put a face to it right now. And let alone do I know the so-and-so that's related to this so-and-so? Like, that's, you know, I don't know. And so I'm trying, but they insist that these people know me. And like, dude, come on. People want to see you there. And I know when I show up, I will know some of the people there. But I'm just really bad with names. And I just, you know, a lot of it's just kind of a superficial, like, hey, hey what's how up, are how are you, blah, blah, blah. Nothing. Like, I really want to go, like. Like, Allison from the DC Improv, like, I want to go to their cookie park, like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to go to that party a lot. That sounds like an awesome time, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's amazing. And that's because, like, I know everyone there. Like, I'll know everyone there, pretty much, you know what I mean? I'll know you, I'll know them, I'll know the people from, you know what I mean? So, like, I'm more inclined to go to that because I genuinely, directly know everyone that's going, as opposed to me. Going to a party where it's so and so with so and so, and trust me, you'll know people there, and you'll meet people there, anyways. So So, I'm wondering, how do I uninvite myself without just seeming like a douche? Because initially, I could always say that I'm working, but I'm recently (laughs) I'm not working right now because I'm traveling's coming up, and so I don't have any of these part time because I have to leave all my part time jobs because I'm traveling. And so, yeah. So well, I don't why know what to do. don't you just
1: say, "Look, I'm, you know, I've got travel plans coming up, and um, and, you know, I'm, and I'm,
0: and I and i can not afford to drink your free beer. <laughs> planning, that doesn't make any sense. You're
1: planning your Nairobi, you know, safari thing, and uh, you've got to because of the time change, you've got to be available via computer to book it.
0: And they're gonna look at it and be <laughs> like, "Yeah, Sammy, who's calling you on Sunday morning?
1: I would in think Kenya? of anyone. It would be so easy for you to go. No, boop. But that's just the... Not going. Like, can I just going. say,
0: like, I just... Is it wrong for me to be like, honestly, I don't think I know these people that well?
1: Uh, yes. And I think, you know what? This is the easiest, easiest time of year to decline an invite because there's so many. So all you have to just oh, say...
0: that's genius. Say I already said I, I was going to another party.
1: Every night. I mean, honestly, and you know me. I mean, I, only, I have a limit. Like, I go out, like, twice a week, really. That's, like, all I can handle. And by
0: going out, you mean you're back 10. in bed. 10 o'clock, my butt. No, I'm going way. out this weekend.
1: I'll be out on Saturday till probably
0: yes yeah, Saturday night till nine thirty, ten o'clock. But I'm telling you, on the weekdays, you're like, oh, it's seven thirty. I gotta go back home. I've been out all day. Oh
1: yeah, I like to be home by six. That's like my rule. Mm-hmm. I actually like to be home more like four because I need the couple hours to wind down. And then 6, 630 I mm. eat. Then like an hour to digest. But then you're I go still to
0: a little bit cheap so you'll stay out for a happy hour, <laughs> just like an hour or two. I you understand. know me, I don't even drink. I understand.
1: Um. Anyway, it's the easiest time of year to decline an invite.
0: Yeah, all right, well. That's what, I was what other curious. parties
1: are you going to? I'll go for you. What other ones? Anyone, any other good ones?
0: No, sir. Because if I talk about them, then I think like at this point, I'm just trying oh. to ignore the Facebook invites. So like, I just never. I'm like, oh, I never check Facebook.
1: I never either. You got to get another way to. Hit me with the e But
0: that's when they text you, and then I got to ignore their text, and that's when I got to respond and be like, It yeah. sounds like
1: you know these people. I do
0: kind of know um, them.
1: I think this guy is brilliant, okay? So, speaking of how to get out of situations, yeah. so this guy, uh, he wrote an article, and it, most of it, it started out weight loss, okay? He lost 90 pounds, okay? So, the guy's name is Mike Riggs, and he says that there's advice, uh, the best trick ever for staying fit, and then telling um, everyone that you don't want to do something. This is his advice, okay? So he He says that he works in an office where food is brought in all the time. I think everybody can relate to that. Uh So he says the number one thing that I tell people because they're always pushing food on me is, no, I used to be really fat. So I, I don't want the donut. I'm not eating that. And he says it works every time, that it makes people feel super uncomfortable when you say that because they don't know what to say. They've only seen you at the weight that they That's currently funny. are. Um, but he says that <laughs> some people will even get defensive. They'll him and haw. Some people go, oh, well, you could just have the donut this one time. But he says if you stick with the story, no, I'm sorry, I used to be really large. I can't eat that. He says people don't know what to say and will usually back off. He so says, I should
0: look at them, lift up, pull some skin away from my side and be like, I used to be obese. Sorry, I can't have that.
1: Well, get this... Okay, let me ask you this. Would you do this? Because this is where I think it gets a little bit dicey. He says this works in every situation when you just play into the fact of what it is. He also says like, when people push alcohol on you, that you should say, no, I used to have a problem with drinking, so I I can't drink.
0: So now I'm going to tell... Okay, that's messed up. (laughs) That is is super messed up. There are people that are genuinely like, you know... Addicts, to like, genuine alcoholics, well, and now you're just going to use it as like, oh, it's my excuse to not have to have a drink. Why don't you just say I don't want the drink?
1: I used to tell people that in high school. You
0: like, used to tell people that you were an alcoholic when you were 14 years no, no, old. No, I
1: was an alcoholic then. But no, when people would offer me like weed or any other things, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I, I've already tried it. I'm not interested. Like, I don't, I don't do that anymore.
0: You would just say no, just like Kevin Bacon told you to. Well,
1: no, if I just said no, I would have said no, no, thanks. But I always used to have a backstory. No, it like, it, no, it messes. I've with done me it too before. Much. I've
0: been there, done that.
1: You can use it in any regard. He also says that when credit card companies call him to offer uh, him another credit card or an extension on his credit, he goes, no, I've actually had a gambling issue in the past and I've had money trouble, so I'm not interested. He says it immediately shuts people down. Would you, do, would you go that far?
0: I mean, that's messed up. But I mean, it is a way to get people <laughs> to shut down.
1: Is it messed up? But I feel or like it's it also one of
0: those things that's like it's playing with karma, you know? It's like that person that gets off of work by saying their grandmother died, you know? And then they do it a few times and they realize, shit, like they already know that I don't have as many grandmas. Well, and then, that's like, you feel like a like little like much. That's, what, that's the same thing to sit there and to use someone's illness and to use that for your advantage. It's just like saying that, oh, well, it's like, okay, then fine. Then say, well, my grandmother's ill. So I had to take the day off to go take care of her when she's not and she's completely fine. That's the same thing that he's doing.
1: Well, I feel like when he what he's karma. saying is the onus is on him. So he's saying, "Look, I the had a problem, is still, not
0: but the karma's still coming back to him because he's trying to put like you know, there's people that genuinely need help out there, and he's trying to pretend like he's you know, wouldn't that be like wearing like uh, like an armed like a someone like being like wearing like an armed services uniform and not have ever serving?
1: No, I don't think. It, in my yeah. opinion, I don't think it's that extreme. I think it's his whole pr- thing it's, is
0: it's on the way there, though, Sarah.
1: His whole thing is this. He says that people now are so persistent, and nobody wants to take no for an answer. Everybody, especially in an office setting, wants you to be a part of the group. So he says you have to go to an extreme of shutting them down. And, of course, the wait thing is actually true for him, but he says it's the same when it comes to creditors, which I have to agree. I mean, how do you get people to stop calling? People call me all the time for credit cards, credit extension, here, take this check, sign it. It's Um. crazy.
0: Hold on, you do realize that 99% of cell phones now have a block option where you can get one phone call from them, you highlight it, you hit block, and then every time they call you, it never goes through again?
1: Okay, I wish that worked. But I
0: block every, I don't get any phone calls, I get none, I get barely any, and if I do, it immediately gets blocked again. Boom. It's I always the, the same s- numbers that are calling back over and over again. So if you block that number once, you're good.
1: I w- I'm on, like, a list or something because I block one, but then the next day, then it turns into instead of, you know.
0: I bet I know who signed you up for the list. <laughs> oh, you know who I know I'm talking about. Who <laughs> uh-huh. would
1: we'll do that? Your
0: old man ex-boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, I, yep, I don't think guy. he would know I yeah, would be. He... Who else has access to so many lists? People I... over the age of 60. <laughs> Boom, that's him.
1: I think my problem is I'm a Wells Fargo uh, member, and I think that they probably sign me up for further accounts, which is why I keep getting these. Hey, we're giving you another mm, account. This is
0: really going to upset you, Sarah, but I'm also a Wells Fargo member, and I don't get any of the same ones. So
1: Lucky you. I don't know what I'm doing wrong Blaming here.
0: Blaming
1: your ex. <laughs> Maybe it's that. Blaming your ex. Um, in my home state of Maine, there is an adulting school that will teach you how to be an adult. Oh, my God. I hope that they you know, that I, they entail? want to advertise on this show because I think this would be so much fun. Well, they'll teach you how to check your car engine. Um, they'll teach you how to uh, roast a chicken. They'll teach you how to paint a room. Do you know how to paint a room? Like actually
0: Yeah, paint you a get room. paint. You go up and down. You put tape around the places that you don't want to get the paint on. And you paint. And then you wait for it to dry. You add another coat. Wait for it to dry. And you just usually ask, you know, put how many coats that the guy at the paint store told you to put. I've helped people paint before.
1: Um, well, they say there's like a technique to it. Uh, they'll also tell, teach you how to make a bed properly, clean a kitchen thoroughly. Are those things that you feel like you've learned when you were uh, growing up?
0: Sarah, yes, I've worked at restaurants where they make you scrub every shift. Like, I know how to clean a kitchen thoroughly.
1: I wouldn't know how to do it in a way, because, yeah, in kitchens, you guys have to be so conscious of any sort of food everything. poisoning and everything like that. So m- I guarantee my type of cleaning at a kitchen, at my house, is way different than what no, you do. Do
0: you use a sponge? Yes. Ding, ding. That's your fr- number mistake one. Mistake number one. You literally wipe up dirt with it, leave it in water, kind of wet, let it sit there at room temperature for, what, 10, 12 hours, and you take that same moldy, dirty sponge with all the bacteria that's been growing in there in the water, by the way, use that again to wipe, and then back and forth and yeah. back and forth.
1: Yeah, I know. No wonder people are sick. Um, The adulting school, by the way, says that they are inundated with people who want to sign up, even though, of course, when you talk about it, um, the founder of adulting school says, yeah, a lot of people roll their eyes. But the reality is, especially millennials have grown up sometimes in homes where they never learned how to cook. They never learned how to clean properly. They've had a lot of things done for them, and they have no idea how to take care of themselves, especially if your everyday services
0: were to shut down. Everything that they've mentioned so far I can do, except when they said check an engine, like I can check the oil, I can change the tires, I can you know, like jump that's a battery. Amazing. But I don't know what check an engine means. Like I can't sit there and like you know, fix I'm, an engine. Like that's not that doesn't make any sense. I don't know anyone that fixes their own engine. They would just take it to go get it fixed.
1: That has to be our next video, by the way. Is you going out and changing a tire? Like I want to see you change a tire. I can change a
0: tire. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Absolutely. It's like, and then, I mean, it's just People the... For, I went to school in Iowa. Do you understand that there was literally one day that they took us all down to the <laughs> shop class and they t- made us all change attire? And this was before yes, we could get, like... like
1: Ten, fifteen years ago. Yeah,
0: and what's say I had to learn it, and like, and I've done it since then. Because in college, I got here, and all my friends from New Jersey or Pennsylvania had no idea how to change a tire, and I'd be stuck having to do it.
1: Uh, anyhow, the school is in Portland, Maine, and you can go to their website. I mean, it's pretty fascinating. It's called the Adulting School. theadultingschool.com, dot com, and they'll teach you that. They'll sign up. They have events. I think it's fascinating. I really wanna go.
0: We should have an adulting competition where like, you know, it's like a, it's like an intramural race, but you have to roast a chicken, change a tire, fold like, you know, do a load of laundry, fold some sheets. Oh, I can see. do that. Yeah, so it's like, you know, it's a long day competition between you and me to see who can adult fastest.
1: <laughs> They'll teach you about financial basics, health and wellness, make it, fix it skills and relationships and community. I'm gonna say
0: this that I find the only asinine thing on this list though is that they're gonna teach you how to balance a checkbook.
1: They'll do that too with the finances.
0: Um, every bank offers online banking nowadays <laughs> that you do not need to physically balance your checkbook. You don't need to sit there and write what you put down. And then at the end of the two weeks, go back and be like, well, let me pull up my calculator and sit at the dining room table and add all these up. Oh, well, I shall only have $137 left over. <laughs> no, in that time, you can literally log on to WellsFargo.com or wherever bank you what have. the
1: website's down.
0: You can call them, Sarah, and they'll also tell you. There's a million different options, you know? They'll
1: teach you how to be an adult. Um, We have our next live show. December 9th yeah. here at the DC Improv. Uh, nearly sold out. You need to get tickets. DCImprov.com. It is our one-year anniversary. Um, it's our you know favorite things show. So we're doing all of our favorite segments. One of our favorite guests, Paul Wharton, is coming in. It's going to be a crazy night. So get your tickets. It's a Friday night. DCImprov.com. You're going to want to do that. Um, I also wanted to ask you about this. You know, we talk about because I, I used to date older guys, and I feel like I'm a reformed. You're you a know, reformed
0: old man lover, right? Okay.
1: Um, but Ashley Olsen is getting a, a lot of discussion around her boyfriend, who is 58 years old. Now, some of the discussion is he was recently walking without his shirt on. Well, isn't he think like? He's a but isn't he man?
0: like? Hold on, isn't he part of like the? Uh, what is he? Is he part of like the Renault family or something like that? What's he oh
1: yeah, in? he's uh, he's a financier.
0: No, but he's part of a really famous. Richard Rich- Sachs. Is That his name?
1: Yeah, S A C H S.
0: I don't know, then maybe.
1: Um but it's re her pictures out with him and their dating has sparked the question of how old is too old to date. Most people are kind of uh, upset by this cuz look at his like man boobs are sagging and he looks but sort still of
0: still look at her. <laughs> Like, what is Like, I don't know, man. Like, is, who's this? Mary-Kate or Ashley? Which one is this again? This is Olson. Ashley Olsen. Ashley Olsen? I don't... Like, does it really matter? They've been in the limelight since they were two years old. They have no concept of their life or real world in general. Like... To them, yeah. Do
1: you think that's why she's dating somebody sixty?
0: At this point, Sarah, think about it. She was four years old, and she was making more money than Bob Saget. Who was how many years <laughs> older than her? I'm pretty sure that she's been. She's thought that she was 38 since she was like, four years old.
1: Oh my God! I don't know. These pictures of anyway made me laugh because I just, as somebody who used to date an older guy, I just, I don't know. It's it's an interesting attraction. Isn't there anything that you missed from that though? No, none, nothing. None. Here's my thing. But like, it-
0: nothing ever changed though. That's the best thing about it. <sighs> What do you mean? Like, think they—they they look that bad, anyways. It's like it can't get any worse. <laughs>
1: that is true. You know, as opposed true. to Danny
0: Boy. Okay, your boyfriend right now—he's doing soccer. Yeah, he's you running begin to around. see him age. Like once he stops, he's gonna blow up. He's gonna look like Jared. <laughs> what? He's gonna look like Jared. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. From Subway, he's gonna look like that beforehand. Like he is. I mean, dude, he's gonna blow up, and you're gonna have to look at that and see the change. At least with an old man. I sure done. hope not. Like old men are done. You know, <laughs> they're not gaining anyway. They're not losing anyway.
1: I he, don't miss anything about that. I I do do think the body type is hysterical You're right Because they are already um, maybe more mature If you will Or they have aged Mm -hmm. So so you do already see that But I have a 10-5 rule 10 years older, 5 years younger I think beyond that it's hard to have something in common 10 years
0: older, 5 years Really? Somehow Mm -hmm. I feel like you don't follow your own rule
1: why? Who have I dated? Who have I ever been? I mean, I do now, but I have dated somebody eighteen years older. Yeah, fourteen years older. You
0: kissed someone that was? You made out with someone that was what? Like twenty years younger?
1: No, eighteen, and I was twenty, like eight at the time, you or were, twenty-nine. You were not twenty-eight or twenty-nine at the time. So that was
0: not a ten-year difference, Sarah.
1: And by the way, they always, every time we talk about this, they always Snapchat me and remind me that he was 18. So thank you. Oh, they do? Yes. They actually listen
0: still? <laughs> yes. That must be awesome. You He's know sitting who, back being like, you oh. know he <laughs> just leaves like, hey guys, you ever heard the Hey Fresh podcast? <laughs> <laughs> totally played tonsil hockey with her.
1: That video is still Bow. on YouTube. They'll probably make the cut for this. When yep. I made out with a guy who was 18 years old and brought a sign who wanted to make out with me at Field of screams That's and awesome. it was like a Good real. Good for you, full
0: Good for you. But
1: I've reformed my ways. Now I got the 10-5. Be- Beyond 10 years, you have nothing in common with a person. I'm sorry. They want to golf. Or if it's an older woman, I'm sorry. She has a ton of money. She wants to go get manicures and go to her girlfriend with her girlfriends to Saint bars. and it's, she's only using your. Did sex. you just reveal something else for you, Sarah? You tell us you're going to start dating older women. <laughs> no, no. Because I'm. Pr-
0: I, I've always known. I've always known it, Sarah.
1: <laughs> That's my next act. I'd be, I told you I'm pansexual. I'm attracted to the. You're uh, just attracted to uh, the yes. Things. Yeah, absolutely. How many bars have you been kicked out of in one night?
0: in one night in one night um
1: two one night, do you have a mat? okay two two is
0: two where two. was that arlington
1: what bars Spider Kelly's uh, and Mr. I don't actually remember.
0: Days. I don't even remember. I think Mr. Days was one of them. <laughs> but I don't remember the other one, though. And it was just like, it was really quick. It was all within, like, I got kicked out of one, walked into the other one, and I made, like, a really, like, and I was just, I was I was on a roll. You know when you're on a roll and you're really sure. funny? And everyone else thinks that you're really funny, except for the people that you're making fun of? Yeah. Well, that's the issue. And they happen to be security guards at both places. And so they, one, ejected me from the place. And then the other one refused to let me in.
1: I love this story from Al. Akron, Ohio. I think this guy is hysterical. Uh, Vincent White, 23. Ohio police say may have set a record for being kicked out of the most bars in one night. They're saying eight, eight bars. Uh, White was eight, eight
0: Eight bars. You just you (laughs) held up ten, you said eight, Eight. Sarah. Eight bars.
1: Minus two.
0: Minus. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Vincent, um, ap- according to police, they wrote in his police report that the last straw was when White was swinging from a light pole, knocking over construction barrels, shouting at women, and threatening to kill staff at bars that wouldn't let him inside. Okay,
0: everything up until it threatened to kill staff and yelling at women was fine. Right: like, <laughs> fine. You can sit there. You can, if you want to be you know, a primate when you're drunk, that's fine. You're not doing any damage. Like, there's no way that a human dangling from a light pole is going to break that light pole. Otherwise, that city needs better light.
1: Well, those were the first two bars that he was kicked out of. The second two bars, and I feel like this is always the kiss of death. They say that White went in, um, stumbling around, pushing patrons, and then tried to climb on stage with the band.
0: Oh, that's, yeah, that's (laughs) number one number one way to get kicked out of any venue is just try to get on stage.
1: Try to, get, try to take a microphone from somebody. Try Good to get on stage. Good luck. Uh, and then several others continued where he went to other bars, tried to steal shots from patrons. Um, but then my favorite quote of this whole story is uh, White told police, if partying is so wrong, then I don't want to be right. No,
0: but again, this is why this guy's a hero. <laughs> like, you know, he does all this stuff that you think you hate him, and then he goes back and he redeems himself all over again.
1: Oh my god, I absolutely love Loved, love, yeah. love, love that story. Uh, is
0: there, that, have you ever been in that state, Sarah? That you just no control. Sure.
1: Duck, North Carolina. I was kicked out of a karaoke bar when I kept signing up myself to sing, and I would erase the people ahead of me to sing. But in Duck, they take karaoke
0: extremely seriously. In Duck, North Carolina, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, because their name is Duck, North Carolina. What do they have to take seriously there?
1: It was a karaoke bar. I was so drunk, I was erasing people from the karaoke stage, and I did the same thing. I would go on stage, and even if it wasn't a duet, I would chime in because my would friends were. Yeah, and then actually, a guy um, who had a lazy eye serenaded me on the way out to.
0: Creed.
1: Oh. <laughs> and he wanted to come home with us. You but.
0: know that was actually the lead singer of Creed, Scott <laughs> Stapp. That was actually him that was serenading you in Duck, North Carolina. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I know. Uh, okay, one of our last stories here. What do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the, sleep, the, the uh, 18-year-old girl who has a sleeping beauty complex where she'll sleep up to a month at a time? You want to talk about the woman who's actually selling breast milk soap, or a relationship expert that says every marriage should be under a ten-year contract where you renew and talk about if you want to stay with the person at nine years and divorce should no longer be a stigma. Oh, or that's even awesome! A, All right, let's talk you like about that one. You like yeah. That one? Okay.
0: yeah. I feel like that's going to get me a lot of hate for my opinions on it. I
1: am like, are you into this? Cuz I'm 1000% down for this. I think it's I think it's so w- strange now to think that you're going to be with a partner for like 20 or but 30 I years. But I think
0: that if you're going to Okay, so hold on. I want to hear. Really do. Give me more details on this cuz I think this should be actually used in like a lot more aspects of life, not just your wedding.
1: Um Emma Johnson is a therapist and also runs the website wealthysinglemommy.com. Now she believes in a temporary. This agreement. is really where we're
0: getting our news from. Now, WealthySingleMommy.com. dot com. Mm-hmm.
1: She teamed awesome. up with a sex expert named Nikki Goldstein, who also uh, let me
0: guess, she's an expert at sex. Is that why she's called a sexpert? Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: She suggests that couples approach the nine year mark with a contract in mind and to see if they want to amicably be, amicably part ways or renew their contract and make changes and new goals for the next phase of love, life, and marriage. She explains at the beginning. you lay out the goals for the marriage, something so many of us don't do anyway. She says most couples go into relationships never asking the hard-hitting questions. They just go, oh, hey, we love each other. It's all going to work. But she says you create a supersized prenup document that actually outlines everything from tiny details about finances, kids, what happens if you decide to split your ongoing relationship goals. And she says this should be renewed every nine years. Uh, She also says in the article um, that she disagrees with society standards that a successful marriage is one that lasts. And when it ends, the words failure are put to it. She says most relationships with anybody have a cycle. Um, Surely the goal of marriage shouldn't be lasting until the end, no matter how unhappy we are. She says that you're not winning any badges Uh, for that, which I love that.
0: Well, okay, yeah, if you're unhappy, but that's insane because she's saying that you have to stay with it if you're unhappy. Like, my family's been getting divorced forever. They don't care. They're like, oh, not unhappy. Boom, divorce. You know, I think the notion of sitting there and being able to renew, like, I thought initially was going to be, like, a professional, not someone named SingleWealthyMommy.com, you know, was going to be talking about this. And I would thought they were going to be talking more, like, on the the therapy side. You know what I mean? So, like, you kind of go through after 10 years, and you go, all right, cool. Here's what we've done. Here's what we initially set to do. Are we still on it together? Great. Yeah, it's almost that's like what renew, this like,
1: sexpert, She's a therapist. She's a registered yeah, therapist. Yeah, but she's talking about it like
0: in a way more. I don't know, in a way more surface way, not as an emotional way as I thought it would be. Like I thinking think just about finances and stuff. It's like, well, yeah, I want to redo the prenup ten years in. That's pretty much what she's saying. Whereas, as opposed, to I'm saying like, oh, I thought you know, like with jobs, for instance, I think it would be good if after you know you work somewhere for five, ten years, how they do like the employee. You know when they bring you in and they kind of critique you? Your boss will critique you. Oh, like you. a
1: review. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like a review? You're...
0: But then you also review them. And then you decide, well, <laughs> like, hey, I don't really feel, I don't really want to work here anymore. I've been here doing it for five years. Da, da, da. And you should be able to just walk away too.
1: You'd call me crazy, but this is why I love premarital counseling and premarital therapy. It's like the best thing ever. Because that's what they force you to do. They force you to hash out everything that you really want. Or you which...
0: could just ask them without paying someone $130 an hour.
1: But a lot of men don't, and women for that matter. Sometimes you don't know what you want until you actually like really have to sit down and think about it. And you also, think, "Oh, hey, I love you. It'll evolve. We'll be." Okay I'm going to call
0: shenanigans on this too, because the second there are kids involved, that changes the dynamic 180 degrees.
1: Well, she says that you should hash out all that beforehand. But beforehand,
0: then, how do you know? Like, so you're going to like here. Hi, hypoth- but like here's an example, okay? So you're sitting there. You go, all right. Well, yeah, we're going to have one child. And we're going to raise it this way, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, you know, something happens. You have child number two. What, are you going to say, well, look at the clause, babe. We can't have this kid. Sorry. Got to take it. in. Like, you're not going to do that because of a clause in your contract that you have. Well, I think and she's then also saying... when you get divorced, you're going to have to sit there and deal like, okay, well, we didn't have the kid. We didn't have kid number two in our contract. So now what are we going to do with kid number two?
1: Well, I think that's why she's saying you renew it. So, like, you go, okay, the the kids are working out. This is working. This isn't working. And then she's not saying you break but I'm saying up. That she's after saying after ten years.
0: years. Within ten years, you could have one kid, two kids, three kids. You could have no kids. Right? Stuff's going to happen in the middle of that ten years. They're going to cause that initial. When you're initially there, ten years prior to sign up with this contract, right. that's how you are ten years ago at that moment. Years are going to change, and that's what the thing about a relationship is: is that you're going to have to meld and move with that. But if you're stringently sticking to this contract that you signed 10 years ago, there's no way that you are going to have a successful relationship because you're so worried about this contract and following the guidelines of this contract no, that's that when what she's things saying. move and they waver left and right, you can't she's waver. She's saying you
1: have the contract so things can waver. That, that, look, this is what we want, but we're going to reassess. But she's saying every
0: 10 years.
1: She says that um, she also believes that marriage people should eliminate till death do us part and forsaking all others. She says that those vows are archaic and put unnecessary pressure. There's way too much pressure Pressure on marriage, she says those vows step too far outside of living in the now and being in a relationship, because there is no el- uh, no one else you would rather be with, not because you feel you are bound to stay.
0: But why are me saying? But me looking great. at you and saying I would rather not be with anyone else until the day I die. How does that mean? Saying, because like, she's
1: saying it's probably not realistic for most couples that you're going to be together anyway. She's saying the divorce rate continues to climb. So to say that we're going to be death to us part is not really going to happen. She's saying, like, look, so relationships so should you have a cycle. The
0: and you plan – you actually already have a date plan for your divorce with Dan?
1: No. I go into my relationship now with, I used to think so much about, oh my god, we've got to have this like deadline, or is he feeling like we have to get married? Now I don't worry about it. Now I feel like if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah,
0: but she's like literally planning on divorcing and all this stuff already, playing, Like saying, hey, you're going to get divorced anyways, so don't even go 100% in it. Keep yourself half out. That way you're ready for it.
1: No, she says if you're clear and then you come to an end, it's fine, and it shouldn't be seen as a failure. Like That's what many relationships are. They're cycles. And then at some point two people grow apart or they're like hey this is I'm not happy anymore and she's like instead of undoing all this crap with a divorce you have an easy contract
0: I will say she had a good point with the death do us part thing though because that's not really how it happens anymore usually till it's I like, pull the plug on you do us part that's <laughs> how not. That's how naturally it usually works nowadays it's like until uh, I pull the plug until our health insurance runs out do us part <laughs> what are you doing? Um, what? one of the two one of the, that's, that's no how way. it is that's modern day Sarah if anything that's why I agree with her on
1: uh, look get your tickets to our live show dcimprov.com Go to the website. All right, everybody. Bye.
0: Go to the website. You're not going to say the website.
1: DCimprov.com. Say it Go again. Go to the website. Say one more time. Go to the website. DCimprov.com. Buy your
0: tickets. Say it now in French. Adios. Adios.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs>